Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. And welcome back to another episode of Good Game, Nice Try. I am Sonia, and I'm still here with my my co-host, <laughs> Aaron Blair. <laughs> In the podcast bunker, locked together <laughs> until we die. It's been 84 years. Did you know, you probably did, because you know everything and you're smart, but <laughs> I only found out very recently when you play Duck Hunt, the other controller, player two, can control the ducks. In Duck Hunt. Okay, mind is blown. Jen's mind is blown. She didn't know that. I actually didn't even know that. <gasps> wow. Yeah. How'd you stumble across that? I saw How it many on years like a, later? Yeah, Buzz, <laughs> we got some hot later. gaming tips. Did you know that player two? <laughs> That's right. In Duck Hunt. Are there any? Now, what? Do you know any crazy video game facts? I wonder. Oh, gosh. I can't remember if um, in Half Life, do you know the whole like gnome quest? No. What's the gnome quest? I believe it's Half-Life 2. I could have messed this up, but you have to carry. There's a gnome at the very beginning of the game, and you have to carry it throughout the entire, like up to a certain point. You have to carry this gnome with you, and you're going on these dune buggies across like a sandy area, and then you have to like drive ahead, run back, get the gnome. Like It's a whole process. It's a whole pain in the ass to carry, but you get an achievement for it. I love that. See, that's what I'm talking about. I think like... Things like that. I, I did. I do think that Fall Guys has some achievements that they haven't told people about because there was. It came out when somebody won like fifteen, whatever crowns in a row. They were like, it unlocked an achievement, and they were like, we never thought anyone would ever get this. But I love that. I love secrets in games. It's so underrated. Just like tiny little Easter eggs that you have no idea. Like the whole Ratman situation in Portal. What is that? It was like a whole side story kind of hidden within Portal where you can go, oh my gosh, there's one level what? where there's like a, a piece of the paneling that's sticking out okay. and you can, you can kind of sneak behind it and yeah. it has all these like calendars. There's like a companion cube over this bikini model on a calendar and like Whoa. all these scribblings and stuff throughout the game. And it's like a whole like underground story about this this researcher that was there. It's so cool. But like you could go the whole game and have no idea that that exists. And you know what? I, I mean, it is worth playing Portal again because right? I, I love Portal. Portal's in the upper echelon, the little tippy, tippy top of Easter egg so games. Good. So let us know what are some of your favorite Easter eggs in games? 
We're dying to know. Tweet at us using the hashtag GGNT. But enough about Easter eggs. We've got a great guest today. Absolutely. Oh my God. Yeah. Let's, I just want to get into it. He is one of the lead guitarists for the Grammy nominated power metal band Dragon Force. Yeah. If you've even touched Guitar Hero, you're familiar with Herman Ooh. Lee. Uh, a band known for their insane guitar solos, and they have a lot of video game inspiration, which is incredible. Uh, you know, their song, Through the Fire and the Flames, it is widely considered to be one of the hardest songs on Guitar Hero. I will attest to that. I'm sure Aaron can back that up too. I can't even move my hands as fast as that song goes. <laughs> it's insane. Um, but we had an absolute blast talking with our guest. And here's our interview with Herman Lee. Herman, how are you, sir? Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Um, it's been a good times in a, in a weird times, but I'm doing great. Thank you. And you are absolutely killing it on Twitch. It is so, you have such a great channel. Can you talk a little bit about everything you're doing on your amazing Twitch channel? Yeah, I've been streaming for more than two years now, live streaming. So from, from my home, playing guitar, doing weird stuff, video games, feeding my dog, doing dog <laughs> popcorn ASMR, all the way to, you know, bringing it, bringing the whole live stream onto the tour. So I have a, backpack that I wear on stage and you can see my point of view as a guitar guy jumping on stage, jumping into the crowd, all kinds of things. And backstage, you know, the parties, the after show parties, you, you can see it on my channel. Kind of the life of a, the modern guitar player in the band. That's what's happening. Yeah, and you've been uh, you've been collaborating with a lot of really cool people on Twitch and somebody specifically that I'm very excited to ask you about uh, that I look up to and that I enjoy his content so much because it's so unique. You did a stream with uh, Kip Boga and you were doing some scam calls with him. Nowadays, there are a lot of um, companies like call centers that ring up people that don't know about computers and tell them you have a virus, you got something, you need to pay a ridiculous few thousand dollars to get a piece of software so your computer is safe and all that. And Kip Boga is like the he calls this call center pretending to be one of these people and waste their time so, so they can't make these calls to other people. And my first job was actually technical support. So like on the phone yes. with computers. So It's like a Geek <laughs> Squad situation. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Kid Boga is a Dragon Force fan and he knew he found out that I was streaming. He thought, hey, you got to come and do this with me. And he didn't know that I was, you know, I can act like a, well, like a person <laughs> that used to call me you know, for technical support. So, I, right. you know, we, we made characters and called a bunch of people for a few hours. Yeah. If you could go back and talk to your call center self, what do you think your call center self would believe what you do today and the heights you've reached today? Uh, no way. I was doing music as a hobby, you know, just enjoying myself. I was happy with my job because I like computers. I yeah. mean, we spend most of the time playing video games in that call center. You know, <laughs> nice. Like, we're like taking calls and I'm like, going, oh yeah, can you please restart the computer, please? I'm like trying to kill someone, jumping around, <laughs> in the, you know, playing some kind of first person shooter with all my friends in the call centers. It's like, it was, it was a wild times. Um, I don't know, back then, you know, you remember those discs, the AOL discs and people get messed up their computers trying to access the internet. And I was able to develop a, a skill that I was able to talk to someone doing support while I'm playing video games. It was, it was good times. I wouldn't complain about it, you know? 
I love the... Yeah, you're getting paid to be in a LAN party. That's incredible. Yeah, I was going to say, I love the idea of like a Geek Squad call center LAN party. That's incredible. Uh, what, what were you playing? Um, we were playing stuff like Quake World, Quake 2, StarCraft. Um, no, we, that, we're talking about the late 90s at that point. I think we were playing Command & Conquer, stuff like that. Oh, mm-hmm. love um, Command & Conquer, yeah. Yeah, definitely a lot of Quake 2 and Quake 1. And I spent some serious hours playing that before I was working. So I was pretty good at it. Yeah. And and while you're working, apparently, which is pretty great. I was, oh man, I used to, so I'm from Michigan and in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where I'm from is U of M. And we used to quote unquote, break into their computer labs and have these huge StarCraft LAN parties. Uh, it was just, oh, I don't know. The thing is, as game, as games get better and better and more complex, like they're fun to play, but there is something to that, you know, time of being in a LAN party with your friends, playing Star or Command and Conquer. I was a big Command and Conquer fan too, but uh, I was always a Zerg guy. I think you're Protoss, right? In StarCraft? Yes, I'm Protoss. I can't, I can't do the Zerg thing. I'm, My man. I'm into technical, high-level stuff. Zerg is just right. like, let's just throw everybody at you like crazy, insane animals. Just shove it all at you. That's, I like to... <laughs> Technical stuff. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the Zerg, you got to be a brawler. If you want to go Zerg, you're a brawler for sure. I'm not smart. I didn't feel like I was smart enough to be Protoss, oh. frankly. <laughs> I didn't have it in me, the Archons and all that. I couldn't, you know, it takes planning. I'm just like, make a million little beasts and send them away. <laughs> that was my thing. Different play styles, different play styles. That's right. That's right. I mean, you've you've pulled a, a little bit of inspiration, uh, you know, for your music from StarCraft and a lot of different video games uh, in general. What have you found the most, I guess, interesting or fun to pull from? Um, you know, funny enough, some of the sounds that I love the most from video games are actually from the arcade era. So we talk about 8-bit, 16-bit games, the consoles, the arcade machines. Before, I guess, before the generation where you got real good-sounding samples in the music video, in the video games music. Because mm-hmm. um, back then... Those chip sound, you have to make really good melodies or something. There has to be some kind of connection, right? Really deep connection between the image and the sound for you to understand yeah. what that's trying to emulate or trying to show you what it is. Because it's, if you don't look at the image, it's just, you know, it doesn't really mean much. So some of those things really attracted uh, me. I don't know those video game sounds because I thought that the songs was really good because you have such a limited amount of noises or tones you can use, you have to write really good melody to make great music. Yeah. You got to have a good hook. Got to have a good hook. Yeah. The hooks were great in a lot of this, you know, shoot them up, the side-scrolling um, platform games. So I was really into that. And we we have, I guess, a big song through the fire and flames. I have the Pac-Man noise I do before guitar solo that people were wondering what it was. Oh my God, it sounds like something. And I said, well, that's the Pac-Man noise done on the guitar. No big deal. So throughout the times, we've done a lot of those weird stuff. <laughs> Incredible. I, I love that. And again, yeah, and the ghost too. You can make the ghost noise as well. And like I saw you did a video where you had like Pac-Man and the ghost uh, ch- just through your guitar you're playing. I love it. I, Very I think, cool. I think you've said you wanted to compose a soundtrack for a video game. You know, I always wanted to do it, but everyone thinks I'm so busy all the time. I am, but I would make the time for it. You know, I would say, ah, Dragon Force album, just get out of the way. I, I 
do, let's do something fun. We've done lo- most, loads of them already. Yeah, we'll do that later. We'll tour another time. Um, I'm, I think something fast in action is got to mm. be. Because the, the way I play music, we like something like intense and get you kind of hold your fist in the air. So I got to beat this guy. I got to win. I got to win. So fast driving games, any kind of action game, I think would be great. Um, not really romantic stuff. I don't think I, I got that in me, you know. Um, but action, action. Listen, yeah. I beg to differ. If, if I could hear you shredding in a dating simulator or something, I, I'm all for it. I will say, though, you say driving, you know, and I immediately think of, you know, F-Zero was one of my favorite, like, racing games back in the day. F-Zero was this amazing, it was, and it was spaceship, it was kind it was very spaceship-esque, and I would love to see, like, a remaster, a reboot of the F-Zero franchise with you doing the soundtrack <laughs> would be so intense and amazing. Yeah, F-Zero, that's, that's got really good tunes. I remember F-Zero. Oh, yeah. yeah. F-Zero was super, super fun. The, uh, you, you know, you, let's, let's take it back to the beginning. I mean, you've lived... Even before the call center, you've lived an amazing life. I mean, you've lived all over the world. Uh, you know, I think you were born in Hong Kong. You moved to France and then to England. Uh, what was your upbringing like? And, and what was your first exposure to video games? Uh, my first exposure, I believe, is the Nintendo Game & Watch. Oh, nice. The handheld? The handheld thing. You can put it like a clock. It's got a little metal thing you pull off and you, it kind of leans on the table. Those must be the first ones, um, for sure. <laughs> that is old school. I love it. Yeah. But the first game console must be the Atari 2600. So I remember my uncle bringing that over to my flat or apartment, or well, my parents' apartment, not my flat. But um, <laughs> And after we were playing whatever Pong, we were playing some kind of games on it, maybe Space Invaders. And I remember, and I still have this image in me, right? We took, we going way back. I was like maybe I don't know five six years old. I remember my dad throwing that game console outside of the house, saying, "You guys are never playing this again. This is like <laughs> drugs addiction." I remember it. I still remember it. He just chucked it outside. The open door, just chucked it outside. Uh, you're not playing this anymore. Oh, no. So <laughs> that's aggressive. Uh, oh no! And since that day, I tell you, right until I don't know how many years ago. My dad, my parents were totally against video games. They thought, oh my God, it's a terrible thing. So from the age of that time until I became an adult, I was playing video games, but hiding it, right? Literally <laughs> hiding the video games. I was like, scared. Oh, I was sleeping. I had like this under, under the covers. Yeah, under the covers. With playing. a little Game Boy light hiding. What, yeah. Game Boy anything. It was like, I was tried everything. I tried to get a portable machine. Like um, I remember the, is it the TurboGrafx-16? Is it what they call it here? Mm. They oh, have the yeah. portable oh, one, yeah. right? Yep, yeah. I wanted to get that so my parents would know I'm playing video games. You know, I can hide it. <laughs> and I had the Game Gear, I had the links. I had the Game Boy. I had literally every single handheld console there was. And... They would, you know, I think they knew I was playing video games, but they don't want to have a drama about it. Mm. You know? And I think mm. a lot of people can relate to this, that their parents hate them playing video games. So I, I actually stopped playing video games when I was 16 and started playing the guitar because it was too stressful. It's like, oh man, like, how much can I hire this for? Let's, let's change something. Play the guitar. Maybe my parents would be happier. And they only kept them happy for a few years because then my hair started getting longer and longer. <laughs> But 
So you can think I have played a lot of games um, from um, childhood. <laughs> have they finally? Have they finally come around? Have your parents finally come around to you <laughs> playing video games now, or do they still no, no video? They come into your they come to your house now and they take all the video games and throw them outside. Have they finally come around? Uh, I think they they got over it. Um, in my late twenties, thirties, I think something like that. But they came around. They came around. <laughs> or they yeah. just gave up. They were like, "We can't. We can't control him. <laughs> it's too much." I mean, now I got everything right. I got three screens in front of me. I have oh, I got yeah. driving simulators. I have yes every single console. I got three. I got three. I got two gaming laptops and the full machine here. I don't know VR. You name it. What do your parents think about your? amazing skills as a metal guitarist and you're and dragon force do they li- are they rocking dragon force are they bumping dragon force well uh you know at the beginning my, look my parents are from hong kong so you heard the stereotype right asian parents you gotta be accounting you gotta be a lawyer or you gotta be a doctor right one of the three or you're just a total failure <laughs> right. so you know i've took i've taken the career from i guess playing video games a kid you know they thought, oh, what, what is he going to do? It's a total waste of time. And then playing guitar, it's like, oh my God. What, is he going to be a rock star? And now, look, I've taken the two combo on Twitch from playing video games to pl- playing guitar. I guess they have the ultimate nightmare. You know, any Asian parents could ask for, however, they're extremely happy now. They're like, Aww. okay, my son is, you know, at least he's maybe good at it kind of thing. So they're, they're happy about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Do you have a a most embarrassing moment on Twitch, like live streaming, where you just look back, you're like, oh, that was a... Oh, wow. And one of the worst moments for me on my stream is when, I don't know what happened, but it's like, they got to ask my wife questions about me. And that was like, she was just like, totally ultimate beatdown. You know, they, they wanted to ask embarrassing questions, you know, kind of things about like, what did I do? What did I say to chat her up or something? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. What did you say to chat her up? Well, I told them. I, I'll tell you what it is. I think I, I told them. But you can try doing this. I mean, it was successful for me, but it's not something I would recommend you to do. It. So I said to her, 
I just randomly saw her in a parking lot outside. Um, it was the Key Club in Los Angeles. Um, used to be called the Key Club in the in the parking lot at the back. Um, I just played with um, some of my favorite guitar players. So I thought I was kind of cool, you know. I like I got f- they flew me from London to Los Angeles to come and play with Steve Vai, Joe Satriani. Oh my god! You know, at the party. So this is like wow, this is my dream come true. I used to go to the backstage and get them to sign my guitars. <laughs> so I thought, oh, I'm pretty cool. I get to play my guitar here, Russ. So I said to this a random girl, I said, um, hey, yeah. Can you help me out? Can you carry one of my guitars to the hotel just opposite the road? Because, you know, I just don't have enough hands. And she did. So Smooth. Smooth. Oh. You shouldn't really ask someone to carry your guitars. But, you know, she fell for it. <laughs> it, it all worked out. Yeah. This guy really needed help. You know, he hasn't got any roadies or the whole guitar company crew that could help him. And guess what? She had no idea who the hell I was. She probably thought I was the guy from Darkness because she thought, oh, this is some weird... British accent plays a guitar. I mean, she she doesn't listen to metal or guitar music. So it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was kind of a roll of the dice on her part. Yeah, it worked out. It worked out. That's all that matters. I love it. I know. It, it, it is a thing too of, I, I will say like, you just seem so approachable, but it is amazing that you are on stage in front of all these people. Do you ever just look at yourself and you're like, what is my life? Like, this is incredible. Like, I can't believe I get to to do this for a living. It has been really strange for me. I mean, as a kid, you know, born in Hong Kong, I grew up in Hong Kong, you know, mm. as a kid. It just never, there was just zero chance that anyone could have actually imagined me that, you know, I'm in Los Angeles now. Um, and, you know, I've been through, I've been around the world doing stuff that I love. And it wasn't even imaginable even 10 years ago when I was touring in the band to be doing Twitch and doing all these fun things. Um, yeah. Um, it's been wild. So, you know, I have a kid now. So... I have a daughter now. She's like 18 months old. There's no way I can tell her, well, don't try something new or pursue your dream that it won't right. happen. It's like, dad, shut up. You, what, what, what are you doing here? So, <laughs> right? and, and it's important. I think you got to give it a try in life. If you love something, you believe you can do it, you're going to regret not trying no matter what happens. And trying, even if you fail, you know, you learn something from, exper- from the experience that will help you in something else in life. And I got to say, we just talk about all these video games and stuff like that. Look, I was a total nerdy kid. I couldn't speak to people. I couldn't, you know, I was definitely not cool. When I was playing the guitar, they all laughed at me. He's like, oh my God, what is he doing? So, you know, I had everything against me. And I believe um, I've learned so much from playing music. And I try to explain to parents, playing the guitar is not just, a, at least to Asian parents, it's not just like, oh, my kid can play an instrument. Ha, ha, ha. You know, um, he's a. It's about making friends as well, playing music, just like playing video games. The social aspect is really important for us to learn how to interact and learn about people from different culture, so we can work together. Um, and I think this is um, something that is parents forget about music and playing video games. You know, we learn to socialize mm-hmm. in different way, and yeah. video games is um, bring that social aspect as well. That is really important in life for us to learn. 100%. Now, Dragon Force is so intense. What kind of music do you listen to to relax? Um, I like a variety of music. If I'm driving, I like to listen to slow rock, like Brian Adams, you know, stuff like kind of slow music. But I like synth wave music as well. If it comes to electronic stuff, I think that's pretty cool, pretty rad. Um, and 
I do a bit of jazz fusion or kind of there weird we there music. We and of course, heavy stuff really depends on the mood. But these days, you know, I have a, like I said, I, have a, I got an 18 months. So it's literally like death metal karaoke next in my house. You know, this <laughs> child is just screaming, smashing stuff around the babies. Like I'm listening to like black metal, rah, 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 death metal screaming all day. So I can't <laughs> listen to any heavy metal right now because, you know, we run the karaoke. Because you're living it, you're you're living black metal right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, I, you know, my I, I said to my child that didn't understand me in the bath. I said, "You're just screaming in the bath, having fun, smashing water." I said to her, "Wow, you know, Dad's actually going to lose more hearing at home than going on tour." <laughs> 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 at least I got ear, you know, I got special in-ear monitors that blocks right. out the sound on stage. But here, I'm in the bathroom. I can hear you screaming and it's vibrating my eardrums. It's like, wow, more dangerous being at home. Oh my God, I love it. I love how uh, hearing something and have it bring you right back to a moment because I feel like, um, you know, through the fire and flames is that for me where as soon as I hear that, I immediately go, I can hear the, the, the furious clicking of my guitar hero guitar. It's instant. <laughs> like I, I immediately go back to that moment and it's so... Interesting, because that was such like a benchmark of your ability in Guitar Hero. I feel yes. like that song was not not a benchmark, but the benchmark. Sonia, did you ever beat? Did you ever do it? So. Long story short, I was dating somebody at the time who was so into Guitar Hero and he he was just edging on being able to do it. And I'm like, oh, I got to do it. I got to get it before him. I got to get it. So I put, I can't even tell you how many hours into being able to shred on that song. And I did just barely beat it once. I will say just barely beat it once. So, and that's all I needed. And I'm like, okay. I did it. I beat him. I beat the song. <laughs> and now, now I'm good. <laughs> I, I hope the clicking sound doesn't bring you memories of the boyfriend instead. Like, oh, no. <laughs> like, every time I hear clicking, it's like the boyfriend. <laughs> that that song, again, yeah, it's your song became this thing for such mm -hmm. a wild game. I mean, that game changed how people even kind of discovered music, you know? I mean, what did that do for Dragon Force and, and for you? That song, having that song in Guitar Hero. Yeah, that was that was a crazy time, honestly. That was really crazy. I think if you can beat if you can beat that song, you are actually cooler than a real guitar player, right? <laughs> Among your friends. Like, forget about the guitar player. This guy can do a guitar hero. He's the <laughs> biggest badass in the whole town here. <laughs> it was it was it was funny. I remember people posting videos of them and like, yeah, I did it. Um and for Dragon Force, it, I mean it was great to to be recognized, um, I was in the, I think at that at the end of the year, um, in the readers poll, like a video game was a big video game readers poll. They voted me as the biggest villain of the year. So I'm like the worst person, you know, in a good way. Oh no! In in the gaming the community, uh, it it was wild because I was kind of stuck in this world as well that where people kept coming up to me and say, "Hey." Do you know your your song is in Guitar Hero Three? I'm going, uh, yeah. And people would just every day I ask that same question. Do you know your your? It's either do you know you're in that game or can you play your own song Guitar Hero? Can you beat your own song in Guitar Hero? I would hear that question every single day. If it's not by email or by 
someone on the streets in a store in oh, Best man. Buy. Can't whatever, escape it. You know. <laughs> yeah. It was it was it blew up. It was it was just absolutely crazy. I mean, I can't really say I mean, Guitar Hero was such a life-changing event, I think, for all of us in video games because you know, we we had Dance Dance Revolution and all that stuff, but to actually feel for those of us who don't have the skills that you have, to feel that way was so powerful, was such a powerful thing, you know, because <laughs> we felt like, you know, uh, assassins. We've gotten to feel like, you know, people in Skyrim and in that world, but we've we had never the general public had never been able to feel like a rock star until that game. And so, and your song, I mean, it doesn't get any more amazing than playing that and feeling like, I did it, yes! You know, it's just crazy. It's right. unreal. Yeah, it, it, it does give that rock star feel when you're, you, you can show your friends you're the first one to beat it, right? Everyone goes, yeah. wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's bring that, it's that community aspect where so many people are playing it together with your friends in college. I thought that was a that was a really cool thing what they've done. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there like a video game soundtrack for you that that inspires you and that, that you could say is your favorite video game soundtrack? Mm, that's a good question, actually. I'm gonna ask you you two first. You guys are gonna give me an answer first on that one. What do you have one? <laughs> I, I've got one. Yeah. I mean, mine and mine's a little weird, but I will say that. The first soundtrack I bought for a game separately was Halo ODST, Orbital Dropship Trooper, I think. It's a much more chill Halo game because half of it is kind of a detective story. So you're by yourself in, in this game a lot. And it's it's there are fun battles, but you're kind of by yourself. And that music is very haunting and it's very beautiful and ethereal. And it's kind of got this this melancholy undertone and at, because part of the game is you're walking around after these battles have happened trying to figure out what's going on so that music combined with that feeling and me just like late at night with my you know giant headphones 3d sound listening to this it just really struck a chord with me and so i started that soundtrack i think will always kind of i don't know mean something or i, I think about it now and i just get chills it's just a great experience in a soundtrack. What about you, Sonia? Is there a, a soundtrack that you connect with? I think what stuck out for me and the first thing that came to my mind, I mean, Halo instantly. I feel like that's an instant. That, that definitely stuck with me. But even just playing through Bioshock and playing through, you know, Fallout, how it kind of has sort of like the old timey, uh, the old timey tunes with, with the entire setting that is those games. I don't want to set the world It really, um, it is, again, like the late night sort of vibe. I'm in this creepy, uh, you know, trying to figure out what's going on in Bioshock. And it's got this jazzy tune in the back. Yeah, I feel like that definitely stuck with me. <laughs> I think for me, must be from the old game called OutRun, which is Ooh. a um, driving game where you drive a Ferrari around, you know, different, you know, you try to reach the end of the race. And yeah. that red Ferrari, OutRun... I remember playing that, waiting to get on the train to go home. You know, the standing version, you're driving the steering yeah, wheel. And then I absolutely. remember later, later on, I spent a lot of money. I couldn't get past the first level when I was like 12 years old. Um, I keep crashing the same corner. I just couldn't believe I kept doing it again and again. It's like, hey, money, 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 it's gone. <laughs> Five, ten, ten pounds, it was, <laughs> it was done. Um, but I always thought the music from that game was great. You get to select 
between three songs at the intro. Um, That's something right. called Splash Wave. I can't remember. Magical Shower. Um, so some kind of a... They were, the songs are really catchy. It's kind of yeah. a driving, kind of really chill, kind of um, driving along, you know, in Ferrari. It sounds, it sounds good. And I play that game in a... In, in Japan now, the one that actually you sit in and completely moves around. Oh, oh man. man. Wow. Amazing. And I still have those songs. I bought the soundtrack later on and I have it in my car. And weirdly enough, these days, I put that, I put those <laughs> songs on when I drive in my yes. convertible. <laughs> yes. I drive down. I drove up from Los Angeles to the Big Sur, you know, in a convertible oh, down. Such a nice beach. drive. I know. And... Somehow, you know, I'm old now and I still like those songs and driving along, you know, in a sports car. It's, it's kind of cool. It's, I guess, it's kind of, um, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, you've done it. You, full you've, circle. Yeah, full yeah. circle. You've gone from playing that game and being like, ah, I can't, to literally being in that game, driving a convertible along the coast, listening to that song. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful full circle thing. <laughs> Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. We love to end every interview with uh, asking our guests the game they love the most and the game that they they just can't stand. You know, they just, oh, it's really. So let's start first with, we'll go, we'll start low and then go high. So on a high the, note. We, we love to end on a high yeah. positive note. So what's the game that just, ah, oh, you just can't stand, that really gets you, that you just hate? Oh, oh my God. That- I mean, there's a lot of low games for me. You know, I've, spent, I've played a lot of games that I've been frustrated a lot of, neck a lot neck. of times. Um, oh, who do I, what do I want to kill? What, what, what makes me want to kill somebody when I'm playing a game? It's <laughs> um, a good benchmark. Yeah, I, I think it's one of these platform games. I'm so bad at platform games sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, where you got a time to jump. Me too. It's you know, worst. so mm. I would say... One that really drove me crazy is Ghouls and Ghost. Is an old. Oh. You, know, you know that game was so hard. But that's, one, that's one where you're you're in the graveyard, right? And and you've got I'm like sorry. a a lance, and it's just a side scroller. Oh, and uh, it's the worst. You have the armor, and they touch you. The armor explodes, and you're dead <laughs> next time they touch you. Like yeah. now what? I play that game so much times, but I really do hate it. I sh- I'm sure I hated it so much that I thought I gotta, I gotta beat this game, and it was like driving me absolutely insane. Um, these it, games that you know now you don't really have it anymore. That two touch and you're dead, right? Yeah. Mm. Now you can wait around in the corner. Uh, uh, wait, my energy's coming back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Maybe I get a little snack. Oh, yeah. I'm back alive. Let's go back out and kill people, or you know, whatever, save the world again. <laughs> it's and a little more the, forgiving. With, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
And then it's like you have time to jump wrong. You you start back from the beginning of the level. There's only、uh, like two spots you can start back at. So it's like if you don't reach that goal, jumping over, you're gonna die. You got go back to beginning.、Um, so Ghouls and Ghosts was like a, I played it a lot, but I think I really hate that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know what somebody told me? Because I, one of my other friends, that's the game they hate also the most. So, and I, a hundred percent agree with you. I absolutely hate those kinds of games. But here's the crazy thing. This is a bit of a spoiler. When you beat it, it gives you like the your princess is in another castle thing, and you have to do it twice all the way through. That's right. That's that's another reason. Once you、Dick、beat it, you gotta go back to the beginning again. You grab. It's like, oh my god.、I've, And you don't even see Lucifer until the second round. It gets、yeah. even harder. That's, that's so much <laughs> sadistic. Sadistic. Those、evil. people are evil. Thank you. Yes.、Uh, well, now let's now the best. Now your favorite game. Let's go positive.、Mm-hmm. Ghouls Bring and, it up. Ghouls and ghosts. Forget ghouls and ghosts. Game that you love the most. I mean, I think it's gotta be. It's gotta be the first time I ever played online, which is really Quake、oh. World. Quake. It's gotta be. It mm-hmm. Because um, uh, you know, I played it so much that when I went to bed, when I closed my eyes, I could see little men running around doing rocket jumps and shooting <laughs> rockets. Amazing.、Um, that's 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 how much I played it, and it was the first time that you really had this kind of 3D experience, a real 3D, right? Yeah. Because Duke Nukem 3D wasn't real 3D; it was bitmap. So yeah, having a real 3D engine, you run around, you know, playing. Um, that was like the The era of the first graphics card, right?、Um, and it was it was so much fun to have a community. You're playing with your friends that you never met before from the internet, just playing playing on the servers. You slowly made friends because these other people were good, and you made a team, and you goes against each other in battle. That was really the beginning of that era of、um, online gaming, and I really enjoyed it. I really I liked the competitiveness of it. I enjoyed the social aspect, making friends of it, and. There's so much skills, you know, learning the rocket jumps, how you shoot the rock, how you jump, and then you shoot the rocket, and it propel you to grab some stuff in the air、yeah. that you couldn't do by, you know, unless you gotta go around through the secret passage, you jump off, you can, you can do all these tricks. And I remember playing that game, you know, at the beginning with just keyboard, where you're just turning so slowly. <laughs> I don't know if people remember the first time people were playing Quake online. You、Awful. see the guy, they just like. Here they come, going like this. You go. That's a keyboard player. He's、Turning. got no chance. He's got. He's you know? got no, that's a keyboard player. He's got no chance. There we go.、Chance. And then you know that evolution into the mouse because the first time everyone was playing back then, turning left and right with the keyboard because they, before the online, it's like no one need to shoot that fast. No one need to turn around that quickly. Right. And that's when the, the mouse, you know, first person mouse keyboard combo started.、Um, it was really fun, and I actually um. Played it recently with the other guys in the band. Nice. A, you know, I made a local server on the bus, and we kind of did it. It was obviously I、oh. killed everybody, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> which was even better. Yeah, yeah. You're like you I got, still got it. Yeah, you yeah. got to be the low ping bastard finally, just murder yeah, yeah. everyone, moving quickly.、Yeah. Oh my、mm-hmm. god. Well, Herman Lee, thank you so much. This was such a delight. Well, thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun talking about you know gaming and all these things. It's awesome. It's 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 great. Thank you. That was fantastic. And make sure to check out Herman Lee on Twitch at twitch.tv/hermanlee. Yeah, I not only can I not be, I think I would have a better chance of like. 
beating Dark Souls with a Guitar Hero controller, then beating <laughs> Through the Fire and the Flames. And by the way, I uh, I done suck at Dark Souls, so it's uh, <laughs> it's terrible. But that's an amazing song. No way I could beat it. <laughs> now, before we go, we wanted to remind you all of something that we took the liberty to create. Something that won't necessarily benefit mankind and honestly will probably shorten our lifespan as a species. That's absolutely right. Um, And you know what? A few weeks ago, we did talk to the hilarious Thomas Middleditch. And in our conversation, we started to talk about the lost art of land parties and how it's really been lost in time. So naturally, we progressed to, we need to bring it back. And what other way than setting a beautiful olfactory landscape of a land party? You can smell it now, so... Uh, we teamed up with one of the best fragrance engineers that we could find, and we created the first candle scented like a land party. We made them use their powers for evil. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> now, you're probably wondering, what does a land party smell like? Well, as Mr. Thomas Middleditch suggested, it's, quote, body odor with just a hint of ramen. Chef's kiss. Oof. And uh, guess what? These fragrance engineers... They did it. They really captured that exact particular smell. Uh, you could get yours today for yourself or for your loved ones by visiting <laughs> podswag.com slash Team Coco. Once again, podswag.com slash Team Coco. I can't believe it's a real thing, and I'm horrified that it is. I can't believe it's a, it's a real thing as well, and I'm excited, horrified to <laughs> try it out myself and gonna have all my windows open but uh, that's it for this week and don't forget to rate and review on apple podcasts and send in any of your requests on twitter using hashtag ggnt and we will see you next time good game nice tries produced by jen samples and nick liao our executive producers are joanna Solitaroff, adam Sachs, and jeff ross engineering by will beckton with engineering and sound design by anya jajik music by john Danik, 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 Danik. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.